Hi, I'm H.J. Lawson from Miracle Center for Spiritual Living in Cleveland Heights, Ohio. Our podcast is called Dynamic Living, The Transformative Power of Miracles, and this is episode 16. We will tell you how we tap into the transformative power of miracles by using the science of mind. I'm a licensed religious science practitioner at Miracle Center for Spiritual Living. We religious science practitioners pray for our church center and, of course, for our sick and shut-ins. We use our science of mind training to pray affirmatively and effectively. Today, I will be sharing with you how we at Miracle Center use a spiritual process called visioning to produce a miracle. It was sometime in 2007 that we started a process called visioning for a new church home. I will explain the visioning process later. But as we were doing our visioning, our current minister's health began to fail. And we soon found ourselves without a minister. We had to shift our focus to getting a new minister. And while we were using the visioning process, we had to use several guest speakers on Sundays. This was not our best answer since we were losing members to other churches in the area. Also, our head of organization at the time did not have a process to send us a temporary minister, so we were on our own. We faithfully met weekly to vision for a new minister. Ultimately, we, we wound up with two wonderful ministers for the price of one, and they started on January 1st, 2009. This was our first miracle. The ministers were sisters Reverend June Clark and Reverend Leora Nash. This was our first miracle because we got more than what we expected. We had focused on visioning to get a minister, and instead of one, we got two. Now I will explain what we mean by visioning process and its difference from the visualization process. Visual, visualization is a technique whereby you mentally picture what you desire to receive. It operates through the law of attraction, supported by personal will and the power of concentration. Its effectiveness varies with the skill of the individual. It is limited by what we can imagine as our highest possibility. The visualization process starts with a vision board, which is a poster board that you usually do projects with your children for school. You start by cutting pictures of desired things from magazines and attach them to the board. If, for instance, you need a better job with more money, cut out pictures of money and paste them on a vision board. Paste a picture of yourself with a written title of what you want below it. For example, if you want to be a project manager, put a picture of yourself at a table with the title project manager next to yourself. You could also put your team at the table with their titles. I've used this technique and it works. If you want to buy a new car, if you want a new car, cut out a car and paste it on a board. You have to put the vision board where you will see it every day but not where anyone else may see it. For example, I put mine 
on a closet door in my bedroom. And every now and then I would look at it. And subconsciously, of course, I would look at it every day. You will look at it someday and all the things you put on that vision board will have come true. Now you could put a million dollars on a vision board and if you have the ability to make a million dollars, it could come true. But you have to have the ability to make a million dollars. So the goal has to be reasonable for you to reach. So if you were making, say, $50,000 a, a year, and you, I'd, I'd put a good goal as $75,000. Then when you reach it, move that goal to 100000 But, you know, you have, to, you have to believe that you can make it. When visualizing, you should put this or something better next to the item to allow spirit to give you something better. Now, visioning... First, first of all, when we talk about visioning, I'll give you some quotes from some notable people who know about the visioning process. The visioning process involves the transformation of consciousness, starting at the level of consciousness known as our normal awake state. We begin to relax, allowing ourselves to gradually surrender control, turning it over to spirit, the higher, deeper power within ourselves. And that's by Matthew C. Heim. Visioning is a core, process, core practice. Visioning is a core practice that is the natural outgrowth of moving through four stages of spiritual development and is a sign of our spiritual evolution. Visioning helps keep us in the third and fourth stages of our unfoldment in God consciousness, and eventually can help us live our lives entirely within the fourth stage, consciously living our lives as God's life and as God's vision of itself as us, and that's by Reverend Marcia Anderson. It is well to combine the intellect and feeling and to use both the head and the heart, for the intellect gives a definite form to the feeling. But unless the feeling is there, the intellect will merely have provided the empty mold. And this is from Dr. Ernest Holmes, the founder of Science of Mind. And from Gandhi, whether we are visioning for ourselves, for a group or a project, our individual spiritual transformation is essential. We must, in the words of Gandhi, become the change we want to see. Visioning is a practice of opening to God as you. It is catching the divine idea for your possibilities. It allows you to transcend limited thinking, to align with divine wisdom. Visioning is a form of co-creation to expand life's potential. It is the natural outgrowth of maturing in God consciousness. Visioning is always about becoming, not about doing. About the what, not the how. For example, visioning was used by Reverend Michael Beckwith to grow a church from meeting in his living room to over 3,000 people and three services on Sundays at a 
at a theater in California. In this process, we have a common goal to work together on, such as a new church. Our group started with six to seven church members. There were four practitioners and me as president of the board of trustees and two uh, church members. We met one day a week after work in the evenings. And here are the steps we went through. First of all, we de determined our focus for the process, the highest and best for Miracle Center. Our opening prayer centered us in spirit or in God. Enter into the silence to establish our awareness of the presence within love. Then we would open to the vision by asking open-ended questions, pause for a few minutes after each question to receive the vision. And for example, what is God's divine plan for Miracle Center? And sit in a silence to hear from spirit for a few minutes. What does it look like, feel like, smell like? And again, wait a few minutes. What is my part in the vision? How must I change? What must I embrace? What must I release? And finally, is there anything else? And while we were in the visioning process, some of us would write down our visions from spirits. And at the end of the session, we, com we would compare our vision for each of the questions. So at the beginning of the process, some saw color, some saw water, some saw trees, and sometimes some would see nothing. After doing visioning for several months, our visions seemed to come together. Our group had united on a higher spiritual level. For myself, I'd gone from falling asleep at some of the meetings in the beginning to seeing, knowing, and receiving from spirit. This included taking direction from spirit. Now, with all that being said, I will move on to how we use the visioning process at Miracle Center for Spiritual Living. To do that, I'll tell you why we were visioning again. In 2007, our former minister, Reverend Ruth McDonald, was in failing health. And eventually, she had to move in with her daughter in North Carolina. We were without a minister. Our church building was not the greatest. We had a small building which had been converted from a funeral home, which before that was a regular house. It had poor sight lines in the sanctuary and limited seating, 60, 70 seats. Our social hall was in the basement, which meant people that could not go down steps easily could not join the socializing after church. The building has four roofs and two were leaky. There were three floors and no elevator. We had two stubborn furnaces and one of our two air conditioners had been stolen. We also had two electricity providers, one for an outside light pole and the other through the city of Cleveland municipal light for our building, which was expensive. Most of all, the loss of a minister 
meant that we were also losing congregation. On the plus side, we had sold the building and had money in the bank. We had a good board of trustees and a core of practitioners. We had a faithful core of members and low rent. And we rented out our sanctuary to another church on Sundays after our service, and this covered our rent. The practitioner corps covered the Sunday services and made sure we had speakers. We also had a decent choir and several singers with good voices to do solos. With that in mind, the practitioners and several members began the visioning process. And we were visioning for a new building to, to hold our Sunday services. And we had members and practitioners who were faithful to the process. Our visioning process revealed, of course, that we needed a new minister first. We then changed our visioning process to bring in a new minister. Feedback from our congregation said it should be a male minister who also had a doctor's degree. With that in hand, two of our practitioners who frequently went to the annual uh, Centers for Spiritual Living Conference in Southern California started communicating with students who had gone through our teaching in Divinity School. They spoke with several graduates, but very few were interested in coming to, to snowy Cleveland, Ohio. One man did come, but he was not a fit. One lady came and she was not a fit either. And then this went on for a couple of years. At the time, we had a rotation of ministers from the area who spoke on Sunday for us. One from a Unity Church, one from a CSL Church in Akron, and practitioners who spoke on different Sundays. Some speakers were good and some not so good. Finally, we found a minister in Southern California who was interested, Reverend Leora Nash. We had been visioning for over two years by this time. Since I was a president of the Board of Trustees, I called her I called her and set up the phone interview. She informed me that she also had a sister, Reverend June Clark, who had graduated from the CSL Divinity School, and they would come as a package deal, both for the same wage we were offering. We brought them in, interviewed them, and presented them to the congregation. The Board of Trustees and the congregation both accepted them and we offered them positions as co-ministers of our church. The first week in 2009, they were installed as co-ministers. This was our first miracle. We had done our visioning for a minister and wound up with two ministers. And although Reverend Liara had to return to California after a couple of years, we still have Reverend June since January of 2009. Our membership began increasing again, and we were able to start putting more money into our building fund. We also had new members who relocated from California to Cleveland who joined our congregation. Some of our former members were returning. It was our first miracle. Our second miracle happened in 2017 when we received the keys to our new church home. But... I will talk about this in a later episode. Be blessed, and so it is.
Thank you to all the listeners for joining us on this podcast. This podcast is called Dynamic Living, the transformative power of miracles. I am H. Jerry Lawson from Miracle Center for Spiritual Living at 2653 South Taylor Road in Cleveland Heights, Ohio. Our website is mcslcleveland.org. If you would like to donate to support our podcast or our center, you can do so at our website. We are affiliated with Centers for Spiritual Living in Golden, Colorado. Our next podcast will be available the first of next month from another of our practitioners or ministers who will share their own personal experience. This is H. Jerry Lawson signing off from the Dynamic Living Podcast. So until next time, think about the transformative power in miracles. Mm-hmm.